Welcome to First Do No Harm with Massachusetts Citizens for Life board member and physician, Dr. Mark Rollo. This broadcast will focus on medical ethics from a Catholic perspective and address abortion, physician-assisted suicide, contraception, natural family planning, IVF, healthcare proxy, and other topics. Please be advised that this show may not be appropriate for children under 13. Hello and welcome back to First Do No Harm, a show about medical ethics from a Catholic perspective. I'm Dr. Mark Rollo. Last time you heard part one of my interview with Dr. Paul Carpentier, family physician and medical consultant regarding NAPRO technology, that's natural procreative technology, which are methods used to treat gynecological problems in a restorative way. So, he is a practitioner of restorative reproductive medicine. Today, I will play part two of that interview. Let us first, as always, begin with prayer. For, as stated by the U.S. Catholic bishops, only with prayer, prayer that storms the heavens for justice and mercy, prayer that cleanses our hearts and souls, will the culture of death that surrounds us today be replaced with a culture of life. O God, you sent your Son to heal us, physically as well as spiritually. Help us, Lord, to discern your healing hand and to reject the false healing of suppression and destruction. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the last show, I reviewed some of the biomarkers that can be observed when a woman charts her cycles using the Creighton model method. This beautiful method is a window to the ovary and informs the woman about the amazing and delicate functioning of her reproductive system. In addition to marking the days of fertility and infertility, The method can also inform a woman when her reproductive system is not functioning well, and it provides a roadmap to guide how to fix it under the direction of a specialist in restorative reproductive medicine. So it is now possible to treat various gynecological conditions such as abnormal uterine bleeding, premenstrual syndrome, polycystic ovarian syndrome, pelvic pain, and infertility, just to name a few, with a variety of ethical and effective treatments to correct the underlying problem. By contrast, in many cases, mainstream gynecology uses a one-size-fits-all approach of either the pill or, in the case of infertility, artificial reproductive technology such as IVF. But, as Paul Carpentier explains in part two of my interview with him, the pill treats nothing. And artificial reproductive technologies like in vitro fertilization bypasses rather than fixes the underlying problem. 
At best, the pill is a band-aid and treats nothing. As stated by Father Tad Paholchek, Director of Education at the National Catholic Bioethics Center, the pill, when chosen strictly for contraceptive purposes, fails the test of being health care because it does not heal or restore any broken system of the body. On the contrary, it actually breaks a smoothly working system, the reproductive system, by disrupting the delicate balance of hormonal cycles regulating a woman's reproductive well-being and fecundity. He goes on to state that when taken for lifestyle purposes, the pill is quite the opposite of health care, being, in fact, detrimental to women's health. In light of its frequent side effects of weight gain, headaches, and depression, as well as its heightened and well-documented risk of thrombotic stroke, myocardial infarction, heart attack, and breast cancer. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, an arm of the World Health Organization, classifies hormonal contraception as a Group 1 carcinogen. Father Tad continues, Physicians will sometimes prescribe a hormonal regimen in the form of hormonal contraceptive like the pill, to treat certain gynecological problems like heavy menstrual bleeding, dysmenorrhea, that is painful periods, premenstrual syndrome, endometriosis, or other conditions like severe acne. In these cases, the pill is used not as a contraceptive, but as a therapy for a medical condition. This can be morally permissible under the principle of double effect, which allows for the treatment of a serious medical problem, the good effect, while tolerating its unintended consequences when less harmful treatments are not available. In this case, the unintended consequences would be the impeding of one's fertility and potential health risks and side effects of the pill, the evil effect. But as stated earlier, less harmful treatments are almost always available via the use of NAPRO technology. So let's review the morality of using the birth control pill. It all depends on the intention. In fact, the morality of any act is all about intention. Specifically, the Catechism of the Catholic Church tells us in paragraphs 1750 through 1754, the source of human morality depends on three things, the object chosen, the end in view or the intention, and the circumstances of the action. The object is the good which is chosen. Of course, all that God has made is good. Thus, even our sins could be seen as choosing the lesser good in the place of the greater good. The object of an action is external to the person choosing it. In other words, the object of the act 
can be good in itself or evil. The intention is in the person acting and helps us evaluate if an act is good or evil by determining the end toward which someone is aiming by acting. However, if an object deliberately chosen is bad, then no intention can make it a good act. By the same token, you may have an objectively good act, such as almsgiving, which is subverted by a bad intention, such as vanity. The circumstances, including the consequences of an act, are secondary to object and intention. The circumstances may increase or diminish the goodness or evil of human acts. They cannot change the quality of the moral act to make it good or evil. So this leads us to the very helpful principle to help us decide if an act is ethical or not. It is the principle of double effect, which we have discussed in previous shows. The principle of double effect in the church's moral tradition teaches that one may perform a good action even if it is foreseen that a bad effect will arise only if four conditions are met. First, the act itself must be good or neutral. Second, the only thing that one can intend is the good effect, not the foreseen but unintended bad effect. Three, the good effect cannot arise from the bad effect. Otherwise, one would do evil to achieve good. In other words, the ends never justify the means. And number four, the unintended but foreseen bad effect cannot be disproportionate to the good being performed. So let's apply this to the birth control pill. If it is taken, it has two effects, potentially. It may, if the condition uh, exists, prevent abnormal uterine bleeding, which is a good effect, but it also has a contraceptive bad effect. If contraception is the intention, then it is intrinsically evil because the pill, when chosen strictly for these contraceptive purposes, fails the test of being health care because it does not heal or restore any broken system of the body. On the contrary, it actually breaks a smoothly working system, the reproductive system. However, if the intention is the good effect, that is, treating abnormal uterine bleeding, and the contraceptive effect is only tolerated and not intended, then it can be a moral act for a proportionate reason, that is, preventing a hemorrhage. And it can be a moral act when there are no other ways to manage the abnormal uterine bleeding. But as mentioned, naprotechnology often is an alternative way of managing abnormal uterine bleeding, which does not have a bad effect of contraception. Here now is part two of my interview with Dr. Carpentier. We pick up after I remarked about his courage in being countercultural regarding telling 
his instructors in his residency program that he would not prescribe contraception. Fast forward to setting up your practice. Um, Mm -hmm. How did that go? And at at what point along the way did you make the pilgrimage to uh, Omaha Mm -hmm. to learn? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you talk about courage. Um, Even more courageous than me was this natural family planning teacher Mm -hmm. who came to present at one of our residency luncheons. Mm. You know, like once a week, the residents would all stop what they're doing and come down and yeah. some uh, grinders or yeah. you know, sandwiches, whatever, and we would have a guest speaker. And this natural family planning teacher, uh, Linda Sprogna, oh, yes. very, yeah, very great lady Linda. from Auburn, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. she came and spoke to us, and uh, and it was beautiful. It was like music to my ears, mm. you know, it was is echoing some of the things that I discerned in medical school yes. and the other residents. I'm watching them, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's what Carpentier does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And um, but anyway, the the miracle of this uh, little story is that she had a brochure there, and it was a brochure about training uh, out in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, all right, well, I'm in my internship here, and you know, I'm working 100 hours a week. And yeah. but uh, the Holy Spirit was with me, and I I, I tucked it away in a file folder yeah. uh, of potential future electives. Mm-hmm. And then jump forward two years, the end of my residency, the last year of my residency, I had this elective time. Mm-hmm. It was a week in October, and I wanted to be with this ear, nose, and throat doctor in Fitchburg, and he was on vacation. And I said, okay, well, I also wanted to be at Mass Eye and Ear, and uh, oh, they, they've already filled with residents for that week. Okay, wow. well, maybe this orthopedic doctor that I wanted to hang out with, and nope, he's full already, too. And so I said, oh, wow, huh. I've got a the, week I can't fill. So I, said, I think I've work. got a folder about options. Let me <laughs> yeah. see what I put in that folder. Uh-huh. And I pulled out this flyer from Linda Sprogna, and the week at the Pope Paul VI Institute, it only happens once a year, was that same exact week. Wow, that's amazing. In October. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, coincidence with a capital C, when, when God wishes to remain anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out there and oh I was flabbergasted I can remember one of the talks that I heard uh, from Dr. Thomas Hilgers yeah. um, and, and so here are you know you're learning science and, and anatomy and your physiology and, and endocrinology and how it applies how the pituitary runs the ovary and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but one of the most impressive things that I learned was um, the psychodynamics of human sexuality wow mm-hmm and oh my goodness, that just added another layer of mm. confidence to how relationships can go awry when you poison the the natural conceptive process. Yeah. Um, when you know you put up a barrier between the husband and wife, when you treat sex as um, only pleasure, yeah, and not its full perspective, yeah, and um, yeah. freedom and saying, fun instead of babies and bonding yeah so when you start to say no to some aspects of who we are Mm -hmm. you know our fertility our sexuality uh, includes um, brain and and emotions and uh, bonding and uh, And spirituality and yes all of this stuff and you start to say no to part of that well then like mother Teresa says that abortion is the greatest threat to peace in our world and 
I sort of came to the realization that contraception leads to abortion. Yes. And and the Supreme Court ratified that. Basically, yeah. that was their argument for Roe versus Wade. They said, right. well, people are used to contraceptives, and if it doesn't work, then, you know, they should have access to abortion. Yeah. And, you know, they added the should. Uh, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to people that think these things through. You learned that out in Omaha. And mm -hmm. uh, were you already, did you already have your practice set up in uh, Gardner? No, that was my third year of residency. Oh, that's right. It was res still a residency. So I came back to the residency empowered with a new tool, yes. instead of saying no to the birth control pill, I was able to say, what would you want to do that for? Yeah. Natural family planning is just as effective as the birth control pill. Mm -hmm. Exactly as effective. Mm -hmm. So why put chemicals in your body that make you gain weight, 40% chance of depression, abnormal bleeding, uh, change your pheromones so you don't know who you're dating. <laughs> <laughs> Things like this that we've come to know. Yeah. So anyway, I, I had a tool that I could offer, and, and it was, uh, again, it was respected by the, the residents. And then I think what you're trying to get to is, uh, okay, now you need to look for a practice yeah. to earn money mm -hmm. to pay back med school, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. massive, massive debts to medical school and oh, still yeah. to undergrad. And, and uh, so I was looking, and nobody would hire me. Because wow. I wouldn't prescribe contraceptive. Amazing. And it, it's not that they were totally angry about that. They were saying things like, listen, I'm in the position to look for another doctor because I'm so busy. Yeah. And I don't want to bring on a doctor and then I have to see his patients that want to have the pill. Yeah. So in a way, rightfully, they, they wouldn't hire me. Mm -hmm. And and now it's getting to be desperation time. It's like graduation is coming up and yeah. I don't have a job. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went all around and spoke to lots of thinkers and leaders, and I won't name all of them. And they all said, yeah, you need to cave. You need to cave. You need to mm. you know, feed your family and mm -hmm. things like that. And I said, yeah, shoot, no, I, no, you can't say no to God. You yeah. can't. It's not just saying no to God. It's like saying no to who you are. And yeah. And, and what you believe on the inside and and all of these things. And so finally, it was at St. Anselm's College mm -hmm. that I met with a history teacher. Mm. And I can still remember to this day, we were walking through the quad at uh, at St. Anselm's College, and I said sort of those words that I can't, I can't cave. Mm -hmm. He turned, he stopped walking, he turned and he looked at me and he like, his face was different. And it was like somebody that, you know, being led to the lions or something like that. He, mm. he just looked at me with a stern look, and he says, you are absolutely right. Wow. <laughs> he says, you do not cave. Yeah. Do not cave. Mm. Even if your family suffers, mm -hmm. you do not cave on principles as deep and rich and true as this. Mm -hmm. well, that took a lot of courage, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up being able to... Put groceries on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a wonderful man, father, physician in Gardner, Dr. James Faust, mm -hmm. was he basically says, "Man, we are really hurting for doctors out here." And <laughs> yeah. I, Even I one said, who I, won't I'm prescribe happy. birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm happy to come, and I, but I said, I don't prescribe contraception. He says, just come, man. We need people. We need dogs. There's people suffering. They can't get in the door. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, hey, it's your practice. You run your practice the way you need to run your practice. Mm -hmm. And again, we don't impose on people. You and I, we don't impose on people. 
we just said, I, 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 I'm sorry, uh, I, I don't do that. We can end the conversation there or, you know, I can teach a little bit about natural family planning if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm here, I, I'm a professional servant, but I, I, there's things I can't do. Yeah. So you, you had already learned uh, the Creighton model uh, out mm-hmm. in Omaha. So did, did you... Did you have somebody to refer people to to teach them the method at that point? Um, yes, at, at a distance. Uh, Linda Sprogner down in Auburn. Yes. So again, mm-hmm. I was in Gardner, and so I sent people down to Auburn. And mm-hmm. my wife and I went to Auburn. And uh, there was also uh, Kathy Rivet, um, yep. who you interviewed recently. She's right. up in Nashua. Right. And um, Nancy Malo up in Manchester. Mm-hmm. That was uh, pretty much it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I recruited once we got busier and, and people, it was catching on and people loved the idea. Then I, I hired another, um, nurse, uh, I should say natural family planning, uh, pro- provider, yeah. we call them practitioners. Yeah. Uh, she was teaching at one of the uh, universities in New Hampshire. I hired her to come down every other Saturday to mm-hmm. Gardner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was right, right around the time, um, I, left the Air Force and came back to practice in my hometown of Fitchburg. And uh, I can't remember exactly how I got your name, but I did. And uh, when I, you and I talked, um, you, one of the first things you said to me, you should go to Omaha. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we were talking about actually symptothermal method of natural family planning, which my wife and I had uh, learned and um, were using. And he said, "Oh no, you got to you got to learn um, you got to learn the Creighton model because then there's all these uh, great medical uh, applications." Uh, and uh, so we did, and like you said, it was a it was quite an experience. It was like a crash course in in uh, gynecological you know physiology. Plus, it was like a, a retreat at the same time. And uh, so I gradually started to um, incorporate. Napro technology, natural procreative technology, the medical applications of of the Creighton model. And um, tell me, um, kind of your first uh, dabbling into this uh, in, t- in terms of uh, treating gynecological problems uh, using Napro technology. Yeah, it's very successful. I mean, most doctors are, to be honest, just brushing things under the rug. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody comes in with abnormal bleeding patterns or PMS symptoms, or acne, or pelvic pain, you know, the answer is all the same. Well, here's the birth control pill, Mm -hmm. you know, and it takes 15 seconds for the doctor to write it and hand it to the patient, and he can sort of say, well, if you don't know how to use it, just ask your friend, because I'm sure you got friends that are on the pill, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And, and, And so off they go with something that's basically deadly, it can it can kill people. Yeah, it can cause problems. Uh, you know, kill people by blood clots that right. travel to the lungs. Right. Uh, it can cause other problems with the liver and and the brain and the psyche and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And so, it's like, wait a minute. And then you know, Dr. Hilders teaches us that the birth control pill quote treats nothing. Yes. End of quote. It treats nothing. It's yeah. not a treatment. It's a. It's like I say, brushing things under the carpet pushing things downstream right. and you'll fix it later right. um it doesn't fix anything it just shuts off the ovaries basically and yeah. gives people false periods so 
it's like that's dishonest to the mm. patient. Mm-hmm. And we had much better treatments. Hey, if you have uh, pelvic pain, and I've got even better treatments than I did 30 years ago. Now, um, if you have pelvic pain, this is what causes that. And mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get to the underlying root of the symptoms. And, you know, other things, abnormal bleeding patterns. Oh, you probably have an endometrial polyp. And if we didn't go after that now, it would have grown and then you would got a bigger surgery in front of you or, mm-hmm. you know, and the insurance companies appreciate this too. I've had five insurance companies now referring patients to me down in New York um, because, you know, if you fix the things when, you know, a stitch in time, like our yeah. grandmothers used to say, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, you're not ending up paying for a hysterectomy if you're mm-hmm. the, the insurance company mm-hmm. um, or paying for 20 years of birth control pills or uh, side effects of birth control pills or, things like this so people were coming to us not because they were catholic because they said it doesn't make sense to me you know i've been to two gynecologists and they both say go on the pill but they haven't told me what's wrong Mm -hmm. and i said they haven't told you what's wrong because they haven't taken the time to figure it out right right well and speaking of that you um you went from a busy uh family practice where you treated all ages with all kinds of problems to where you are now focusing on NAPRO technology and restorative reproductive medicine in Long Island at the Gianna Center. Can you talk about the things that you're doing now at, at the Gianna Center and maybe some of the uh, successful NAPRO technology uh, interventions you've had? Yes, yeah, sure. So in Gardner, it was basically a quarter of my time with this thing that we're calling restorative reproductive medicine. Mm-hmm. So re- means fixing fixing what's wrong so you have to first figure out what's wrong right and then you have to study ways to fix it right so when it comes to um, you know you can pick a topic pelvic pain uh, that gets worse during the menses and during the time of ovulation you say to yourself okay well that's something that's inflamed in her pelvis that's responding to the hormones of the ovary what could that be well mm-hmm. you know 80% of the time it's endometriosis mm-hmm Right. And maybe 20% of the time there's scar tissue from previous endometriosis. And and so you can get in there surgically and remove it, or you can use anti-inflammatory um, supplements, not even medicines, supplements like mm-hmm. fish oil and um, pycnogenol is one of my favorites right now. Mm-hmm. Pycnogenol comes from the bark of a tree. It's a supplement, a special tree. I love to say it, the French maritime pine tree in, <laughs> in France, <laughs> overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. So this um, pine bark has um, a supplement which they've named pycnogenol, P-Y-C, mm. and it, it's anti-inflammatory. And I have teenagers come back to me just after one month, and they, they say, oh, my gosh, Dr. Carpentier, I had a period and it didn't hurt. Wow, wow. I've not experienced this. Yeah. By the way, I've also given them vitamin D3 and magnesium. Hmm. So it's a, like a, it's a threefer, you know, vitamin yeah, D, yeah. magnesium, and pycnogenol. Yeah. And they come back and say, no more pelvic pain. And the doctors wanted to put me on the pill. I'm yeah, so glad I yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. The mother then pokes her with her elbow and says, tell them what else. <laughs> she, she sheepishly looks down at the floor and says, and my PMS symptoms are gone too. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. This concludes part two of my interview with Dr. Carpentier. To find a fertility care instructor near you, go to fertilitycare.org. And to learn more about the amazing medical applications of the fertility care system, go to naprotechnology.com. Until next time, remember, we should always treat life 
with care and respect. And, at the very least, we should first do no harm. Thank you for tuning in to First Do No Harm. Dr. Rollo welcomes your questions and comments. You may contact him at markrollo978 at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K-R-O-L-L-O 978 at gmail.com. Thank you, and until next week, remember, first, do no harm.